When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. The number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. That's Lars Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise and shine with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's Rule 76. Oh, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. And welcome aboard. I'm Rick DiPietro. Been a lovable lo- a lovable loser. Oh, well said. I am a loser. My co-host, Dave Rothenberg. <laughs> How about our amazing producers? The very talented RJ Santillo. I'm going home. No, you can't go home. We need you. And there's my guy, the very handsome Raymond Santiago. Oh, they're the biggest threat to the Jets. Where else can you get analysis like that? And, of course, as always, we're rolling with the company. Thank you for getting up with us this Thursday morning. We are DNR, the R&R boys. Canucks. That's so good. Call us what you want, but don't ever call us lazy. You can hear us every weekday morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Number to call, you know it, 1-800-919-3776. You know what? Why don't you answer the next one? That's not my segment. Well, what is your segment? So nasty. This is my segment. We have an unbelievable show planned for you today. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The Nets got outscored 46-16 to in the first quarter en route to a 43-point loss in Boston. We're going to revisit Tom Brady's retirement and how it affects NFL teams in search of a quarterback. Nick's back in action. Big one tonight at MSG against the Heat. We have two super boxes. Stuff you missed at 9.15. And as always on Thursday, at 7.45, we have no observations and did it happen in Florida. But before we get to any of that, I'd like to say good morning to a man that's never been accused of a lack of confidence. If there were one person on the show that could, in fact, go into the brain and cauterize or something like that, it would, in fact, be me, yes. And you feel like this. Why? I've watched enough Grey's Anatomy, ER, those kind of shows that I probably could get away with it. Well, how exactly would you do it? Poke it! Go ahead, poke it! That seems aggressive. Here he is, my Dr. McDreamy, the one and only David Rothenberg. Very nice! Very nice! You, you know what, though, is funny? You say you have a, a segment. When, when, do you get, when do you do the segment? That is the segment. That's the, the segment. So, so we can break now? All right, there you have it. We've opened it all up to you guys. 1-800-919-3776, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, listen, no? you. Hey, I'm not opposed to a melange today, a cornucopia of sports talk. You, There's no we, one we, pressing story today. We, we touch this, we get to that. We, we, poke we hit a little this, bit of this, a little bit yeah. of that. Poke it! Go ahead, poke it! That's what you're looking for? I, I mean, is that what you're looking for? I'm a, listen, I'm here to facilitate your greatness. If that's what you like, that's what I like. You I love bouncy. That. You love bouncy. I we think could, today could be a bouncy show. Listen, we could do a little bit, a little nets. We can get into the magnitude of the Knicks game tonight. This is a huge game for the Knicks tonight, right? Obviously, there's a big one. Win this one, you 
You catch up to Miami a little bit, lose this one. Hard to envision catching up to them at all. The uh, quarterback carousel, as it would be around the NFL. Uh, what do the Giants do with Daniel Jones? Saquon Barkley I was reading something yesterday. He said, there is no way the Giants are going over $12.5 million a year for Saquon. So, yes, it's a very bouncy day. I agree. Yeah, that seems like an easy one. I was reading a report, too, that they've already started negotiations with him. It, it seems like they have a number in mind. And if he's not going to cooperate, then it's either he can go find his money somewhere else or maybe they use the tag on him. And the tag's now $10 million. $10 million, yeah. Right. So do you want the, the two and a half extra a year, or do you want to try to get your 14, 14 and a half, wherever, somewhere else? Uh, I think New York is good for him. I, I think he probably has the most – I think he's going to have opportunities regardless, but I, I would say that New York is the best fit for him. I think Greeny says it perfectly. He said this. I heard him the other day, and I loved it. He said, mamas don't let your, your children grow up to be running backs. He's right. I mean, it stinks now, but that used to be the – I mean, that was the premium position. Like with Emmett Smith, like everyone wanted, I, I wanted to be a running back. Love well, that. Well, the thing is, it's the easiest to translate to the NFL. Like if, you, if you're good, at, it, it's probably the easiest to go from high school to college and the easiest to go from college to the NFL. Thing is, the the shelf life is just, it's non-existent. Yeah, but I mean, remember, that was like the coolest position, man. Like being a running back was the like considered like the coolest offensive position. It's still a cool position. Yeah, but it's, I mean, with the ball being thrown all over the field, I think the, I mean, it's the wide receiver has definitely surpassed the running back as far as importance. Yeah, and wide receiver is more more difficult, too, like just personality-wise. The wide receivers are pains in the ass. Uh, they are, yes. They are the most, uh, they have the diva yes. diva tendencies. They, they sure do. So, you know, it's funny. I'm listening in, in yesterday to all sorts of radio and all the Brady stuff, and um, this idea that we're so desperate to find, well, Brady was he was really good, but he wasn't he wasn't the best and and he only won only only won three more Super Bowls than Montana and Bradshaw. He only he only won Call him out. Th- Say who said it. Call him out. I I actually didn't hear it. I think I have the sound. I think I pulled it for you. Oh, did you really? Possibly. See, you're you're a professional. Do you want to, do you want to hear the sound? Now, here's the thing. You can have the sound. But if R.J. and Raymond don't have the sound, it doesn't do anything for us. That's a great point. I am hoping. Hoping? Hoping. I mentioned maybe yesterday that we should get that sound. Uh, All right. You know what? Okay, so here's my question for you. Do you have blind faith in the guys? I always have faith in the guys. All right. So then I'm going to just throw it to the sound of someone saying he, he only won three more than Bradshaw and Montana. Is it the championships, Peter, or is it the length of time he played? It's both, isn't it? So it's not just the one. And yeah, ton of championships. It's only three more than Montana. It's only three more than Bradshaw. Like, it's it's a lot. That's a lot. That's almost double. But is equally as impressive he played two decades? Only three more? Listen, we Only love three more? Not, the, only, the Jets have been to how many? Been to how many Super Bowls in your lifetime? None. None. Right. The Giants, who have had tremendous amount of success, have won four in their history. Brady's only won three more. Only, Dave. He's got. He has seven. Is more than any NFL franchise has. Yes, Super Bowls. Yes, ha, but, yes. But you know, you can't say like, okay, Brady has. He only has eleven hundred more passing yards than the next guy on the list, and he's going to be passed. That's that's an only. Three more Super Bowl titles is not an only. Guys like would give Pete, up a limb to have three Super Bowl championships. 
Dave, we're sitting here talking about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets and in search of his second Super Bowl to put him in that yes. elite that elite category. He he only has three more. Is there any quarterback right now? And I don't even know, but I can't imagine in the NFL right now that has three. No, no, no. Patrick Mahomes is trying to get his second. No, guys don't get three. Three is. A, I mean, how many teams have three? How many teams have three? How many teams have three? How many quarterbacks have three? To say I he only has three more. Three is a lot. No, yeah, three. Yeah, three is definitely a lot. I mean, he, well, he's listen. Peter said it. It's almost double. Montana has four. Brady has seven. Yeah, Montana has four. He's been to four. Brady has seven. He's been to ten. This is not only. You use the word only, and I think you sound silly. And I'm not. I don't mean to call out Don because I heard a lot of people with this this take yesterday. But only three more. Come on. So there's only three NFL franchises that have three Super Bowls. And that's Den- the Niners, the Steelers, the Patriots. No, that's not right. No, no, have three. No, it's not right. Exactly three. So it's Denver has oh, three. Oh, okay. Washington has three. And the Raiders, the Raiders. have three. That's three. Yeah, but, so you how have- many, but how many teams don't have three? Oh, dude. How many, I mean, how many teams don't have three? So for someone to say they only have three more, how many teams don't have three? The Bills don't have any. The Jets have one. The Dolphins don't have three. The Patriots, of course, do. The Browns have never been to a Super Bowl. I mean, Detroit has never been to a Super Bowl. When you start thinking about what this guy has done, he made the you'll never see it again in the history of the game look Almost ordinary, which is part of what goes into him being so great. Yeah, forget all the other. I mean, listen, it, we, no one's ever said, I don't think, that Tom Brady is the most talented quarterback to ever play. But when you talk about the, I, I mean, listen, Wayne Gretzky is is not, I don't think, is more talented than Connor McDavid is. Like, there's been plenty of guys that have more talent. It's how it's it's how how you use the talent. And how long you're able to play at that high of a level. Well, he the did longevity, it's all of it. But yeah, that, he did, it's, he that's, did that forever. But that's what GOAT is. It's all-encompassing. It's not just one thing. You're right. I mean, you see, I, I don't even think it's a question. If I asked you, is Tom Brady more talented than Patrick Mahomes? No. Is the answer yes? No, he's not more talented than Mahomes. No, of course not. But it, it's, the, it's the sum of, of, all of all of it. It's getting the most out of your talent. It's you know the cerebral part of it. It's how he thinks the game. It's it's his work ethic. How much work he puts into it. Like all of that when when you think that he's played. I mean, twenty three years in the NFL, up to age forty five, like he told everybody, won seven won seven Super Bowls, went to ten, and then leads the NFL all time in wins, pass yards, TDs, playoff wins. I mean, dude, like. It's because everyone was looking for a different angle yesterday. No, and no one wanted to all just say, "Oh, you know, he's the greatest of all time." It was well, he only has three more Super Bowls than Joe <laughs> he Montana, had, or he that wasn't as rich. He only has three more, or he wasn't the best regular season quarterback, and he wasn't the best Super Bowl quarterback. Like he got lucky to win a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, can we all agree that the David Tyree catch was was kind of lucky? Well, I mean, he got lucky. He could have been. What What were the lucky games? Because let's be fair, and you know I love the Giants more than really anything, and they're my favorite team by far. They could have eas- easily won those two against the Giants, and let's be honest, they could have easily beaten the, the Patriots, I mean the, uh, the Eagles also. 
Right. I think people would point to the Seattle debacle. Right. You know, you want to say they got fortunate there? They got fortunate there. And then the comeback against the Falcons. Okay. And and should they have won the Giants game? Yeah. But that, okay. but, and should they have won no the second Giants game? Yeah, but no one wanted to do that. Everyone wanted to point the two to, to try to diminish so they could be different. They could have a Why? different take. Why? I don't – listen, you're Why? asking somebody that, I, as a Jets fan – had his heart ripped out plenty of times by Tom Brady and the Patriots. But at the end of the day, man, as a former athlete, the the level of respect and, and admiration I have for what this guy was able to do in the amount of, of energy and time that he put in to, to be in the very best. Like, dude, how many times did we sit around the microphones and be like, why is he still playing? Like, what drives this guy? He's a chief. He's accomplished everything. Yeah, I I don't think guys like that, guys that win and continuously win and have this desire to win more, I I don't think you can really put a a finger on what makes them tick. Those are the outliers. Those are the different kind of level guys. Yeah, I think that's what makes you you the greatest. It's not just skill. It's not just talent. It's all of it. Like, that has to be... I'm telling you, man, I'm the same as you. I was listening to a bunch of stuff yesterday. I'm like, what are we doing right now? Yeah, because and you're right. Everyone had to because it's so easy just to 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 get on the bandwagon and say God, he was amazing, right? We we didn't say we didn't say anything negative about him because I don't know how you do, but there are places and people that did. RJ's funny. He says to me, "I didn't think I'd ever say this, but the Mike Francesa sound <laughs> makes sense right now." Um, Francesa, that it was entertaining, was on first take with Russo and Stephen A. And he had one of those takes. Brady, not not the best at anything. I'm going to throw a little oil on the uh, ceremony. Okay. He's not the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Peyton Manning was. What? He's not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is. What he is, though, mm. is the guy who played the longest and he won the most games. He won the most Super Bowls. So he will be remembered because nobody's going to play 23 years and nobody's probably ever going to have a chance to win that many Super Bowls. It's almost impossible to do. He was in the right place with the right coach and he was that competitive. But so, let me say this. In the Super Bowl, just take the Super Bowl performances. Nobody ever has competed on the level Joe Montana competed on. Not even close. I don't know that that's even accurate, to be honest with you. I mean, Montana was great. but Joe Montana if, is. If you bring up his numbers, I mean... He's, Not the he's, best. They went up against teams that were they were inferior to them. They, they went up against the... So Montana beat who? He beat the Bengals in 81. He beat the... Um, who did they beat? They, they destroyed the Dolphins, but the Dolphins weren't in the same, the same ballpark. And they hammered the Broncos 55 points against Denver. I don't know. I mean, listen, Montana's great. I and I don't want to do what everyone's doing and start taking away from Montana. Montana was elite. But, I mean, he doesn't have the numbers that Brady has in the Super Bowl. He didn't lead a 28-3 comeback. He didn't throw for 500 yards. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know why we need to do this. Let's, let's make other guys look better. And while we do that, let's try to bring Brady down along the way. Well, because that was, that was a unique take yesterday. It was something that people would talk about. And he pointed to the fact that Joe Montana never threw a, a Super Bowl interception and in his he went to four and his passer rating, dude. How many how many quarterbacks in the NFL have won multiple Super Bowls and have two Super Bowl MVPs? Uh, Eli. <laughs> yeah, Eli. That's elite category. I mean, that's elite territory. Uh, Montana, right? Brady, right? Does Jim Plunkett have that? No. Bart Starr? Right. I'm good. One more, still on television. 
in television. Joe Montana is. I, I don't know. Terry Bradshaw. Uh-huh. There's five. And Tom Brady has, oh, by the way, five Super Bowl MVPs. That's right. Right. So he has more Super Bowl MVPs than Joe Montana has actual Super Bowls. Correct. Right. But again, I don't, I don't want to be the show that now beats up on Montana. I, uh, that's not the goal here either. No, but isn't that what makes you the greatest, though? No one said, like, yeah, Peyton Manning was an unbelievable regular season quarterback. But wasn't Tom Brady good enough in the regular season that when you take his regular season, where at age 44 he led the NFL in, in touchdown throws, and you add that to what he's able to do in the postseason, isn't that what makes you the greatest? I, I would think so. I mean, w- here's my question. Was Brady great in the regular season? Great. Yeah, dude, the, the yes. man won, he won three MVPs, man. Yes. Was he great in the postseason? Yes. Was he great in the Super Bowl? Yes. Was, was he great with the longevity? Yes. The guy was great, period. And how about this for a stat? I heard this yesterday, and we'll, we'll lead you to the break with this. And this portion of the show driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. Tom Brady. Well, you know what? I'll ask you. How many snaps did Tom Brady take in his NFL career in the regular season where he had no chance to go to the postseason? You have any idea? It can't be. I mean, it can't be. Maybe none. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Does that count for something? It's the first, dude, this is the first year ever he was under five hundred. Yeah, and, and if you remember, the last game was meaningless to them. Right. Meaning so they were eight and eight. Had they needed to win it, maybe they do. First year ever under five hundred. So again, I, I think you have to stop with the hot take of well, he only won three or he didn't do this so great. The greatest. The greatest. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. So are you and I in a category where you're not going to get me a present? Here's why you're not going to get a present. 50. I don't care what it is. The beautiful present that I did buy you for your 49th birthday yeah. is yet to be used. It's true, but maybe you didn't get me the right present. Listen, I appreciate the effort. That's something you say like in the sports world. At least they gave effort. That's code for we're not very good, but we tried really hard. And yeah. I think that's what he's saying about your gift. You tried yeah, it's hard. Like, it's not any good. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. You want to give me one right here? Alan Lazard. If you have the AIDS would know. He probably would. I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't a good one. On 98.7 ESPN. Oh, yes. The big 7 o'clock hour. DiPietro Rothenberg, 98.7 ESPN. All this birthday talk. How was your wife's big birthday yesterday? It was great. What did you do? Did you do something good for it? Yeah, we had a nice little surprise Surprise party, nice dinner, private room. It was awesome. Nice. She loved it, didn't she? Yeah, because she was. Uh, it was. It was understated. It wasn't crazy. Kids was, involved in the dinner, or kids home as no, you, kids the involved. adults had dinner. Kids involved. Kids involved. Yep. A uh, lot of lot of wine at the dinner. I would imagine. Uh there was there was quite a bit of wine. free flowing wine. The way you live, right. I would think. Um. Yeah, I think you got a chance to experience that firsthand at uh, the show dinner. Yes, you, you partook. You adore wine. Uh, I do like wine a lot. You're you're a big wine, maybe a snobbish wine guy, but a well, big. Well, no, but wine I guy. never did. Here's the thing, though, I never did. Like when I first turned pro, and and I actually got called up, and I was with the Islanders, and I had like my college suit, and I had like Aldo dress shoes, and we go to dinner, and it'd be like, you know, you're getting just whatever you're used to, and you know, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, I don't know, give me a diet coke, and like, diet coke, and then all of a sudden you start learning. They're like, okay, you're not wearing these shoes anymore. You're going to get these suits, and they take you out, and like the veteran guys show you around, and then they start, you know, buying you know different bottles of wine and explaining to you why this this wine is good or that wine is good, and then eventually you kind of now you're like a sommelier. No, I no, I think I got a pretty good idea what I like and what I don't like, but I just it's it's delicious. Yeah, you're big. Would you ever get involved with like the the vineyards, like like Tom Seabrooks? You yeah, would. I would love that. Yeah. So let's see, vineyards or alpaca? You go vineyards. Oh, how about the alpaca on the vineyards? Oh, that'd be nice. Maybe the alpaca sniffing out the uh, the appropriate grapes. I said something to RJ yesterday about some like invest investment opportunities. Like, oh, I see what it is. Yeah, alpacas right to the glue factory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that investment opportunities is sim- somewhere we would follow you to. Uh no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I would, would not either. Not. Uh, this portion of the show is driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. Did you make sure to wish Cass a happy birthday from us? She said thank you, yeah. Uh, okay. RJ sent me a nice text. She actually, her dad, who listens to the show every day, um, made sure that she heard, because she wasn't listening to the show yesterday. She heard it. And she was very appreciative, yeah. Good. I'm glad she had a great birthday. She is the best. I mean, clearly the better half of the two of you. I think it's fair to say. That's not even close. And I think you would completely agree with that. All right. 1-800-919-3776. So as far as now, you know, the dominoes, does this mean anything to you that Brady's not going to be involved? Because I know Brady, or at least I think Brady was never going to go to the Jets, but does this stand in the way of Brady going to a team that might not have gone after Aaron Rodgers? Now they could... And that impacts the Jets. Well, yeah, I think the team that you would point to is is Vegas because everyone yesterday, I don't want to name names, that was talking about, well, now does this open up San Francisco? No, Green, Green Bay is not going to trade Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco. God, no. Okay, so let's just take that off the table. I would say, I would say it would probably be Vegas. 
Devontae Adams is there. I mean, it's Vegas. Who else? Is that it? Well, no, I think it's the same teams. I, I, it would be, again, I mean, you're talking about what's happening in Miami. Are they, I mean, are they being truthful? Because now all of a sudden, Tua's out of concussion protocol. They right. said they were going to stick with Tua. But if the price is right, does Aaron Rodgers become an option? I don't well, know. Well, they don't even have a first-round pick. Right. Can they offer, I mean, can they offer the trade compensation that's necessary? I think it's the same teams. Tennessee. But as far as what Tom Brady not being, you know, available now means, I think it's just the one team. I think it's Vegas because it was Tom Brady was going to go to Vegas. Or when Brock Purdy got hurt, potentially the Raiders, uh, the, the Niners. Right. Well, I, obviously, Brady not being here, does Vegas. Vegas needs a quarterback. Now, Vegas has what? You just ran through the picks. They pick where? Vegas seventh? has the seventh pick. Yep. All right. So does Vegas get involved in, in one of the young quarterbacks via the draft and try to build that way? Well, I think it depends. I mean, it depends on how, what's the sense of urgency there to win. I mean, I saw the report yesterday from Jeff. Uh, I think it was, I forget who it was. Jeff Passan. No, it wasn't Passan. I don't know if it was Darlington or not. It was somebody that was just saying how how infatuated Mark Davis was with, with Brady. Man, they were going to do, like, even if it was, like, ownership stuff to try to get him to Vegas. Did you see the Devontae Adams tweet? I did. Where, where he, he, they said, what was it, like Vegas? Some Vegas Twitter handle said, where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to go? And he said, my neighborhood. Yeah, which is funny, too, because it was, it was Derek Carr that got him to come to Vegas. And then Derek Carr, see ya. See ya. That's kind of crappy. If they draft a young quarterback, you think there's any chance they would move on from Devontae Adams? Does Devontae Adams want to uh, want to move on? No, I, I mean, don't know. Wouldn't you want Devontae? Like it, they would probably go with Stidham for a while. They would stick with Stidham until the Stidham looked was better ready. than I ever thought he would, though. Okay, so they stick with him and then and then develop the young quarterback. I I don't know what the I don't know what the urgency to win there is because you got a bunch of teams. I mean, Houston at two needs a quarterback. Well, Houston's going to get a quarterback right. at least at least one. Indy. I mean, Seattle has the fifth pick, depending on what they're going. I would imagine they're bringing Geno back if the money's right. I think Detroit likes golf. Vegas needs a quarterback. Atlanta probably needs a quarterback unless they're they like Desmond Ritter. You can't can you be sold on Ritter? No. Carolina needs a quarterback. Desperately. Do you do you know right now who the starting quarterbacks in the NFC South are? Uh right now in the right NFC now starting quarterbacks South. NFC South. Who I saw we this yesterday. Ritter. I don't even know that I, I don't even know that I remember it. It was it was jarring. Bets instead it. <laughs> well you got you got Ritter Ritter at, Ritter in Atlanta. Ritter's in Atlanta. You got Winston in uh, in New Orleans. Sam's got to be Carolina, right? No. No, he's a free agent. Ooh. Yeah, he's not. So then uh, it's this young kid. Oh. Yeah, Matt, uh, Matt Corral? It's got to be him. Yeah. Matt Corral in Carolina. And what's and what's the other? And, and Tampa is... Is it Trask? Trask. Yeah, Trask. Oh, Trask, yep. That's, that, at the moment, that's the NFC South quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, that's, that's something, huh? That's not great. No, that's not great. But well, that's I, I the other just think it does too. It opens up Tampa. Well, Tampa's, but Tampa's in, not in financial situation where they can really add a, an expensive quarterback. They're way over the cap anyway. Yeah, I don't know how I, I don't know how attractive Tampa would be right now either. I'm not sure Todd Bowles is a great head coach. I don't know. He's a great head coach. They were broken this year with Tom Brady. Their offensive line kind of stinks. Feels yeah, like they're an older I team. No, no, and it's, plus it's an NFC team. Doesn't no. matter. They're not the, going to trade him to. They've said they're not going to trade him to an NFC team. Are we at the point where you you'll be heartbroken 
if Rodgers doesn't wind up on the Jets? Yes. Oh, no. How could I not be? I oh, mean, we've no. done, we've taken all the steps. That scares me. It should scare you. That scares me. Because I know, I, I, I God, God forbid that happens and he winds up somewhere else. God forbid he winds up on Miami. But anywhere else, having to deal with you and the negative energy on the show would be miserable. I'll be miserable. That's right. Which which hopefully doesn't make you miserable. So you can't put on like a brave face no. and say, you know what, I'll, I'll gut through it. If Rodgers winds up anywhere but the Jets. How about if Rodgers retires? Well, I think that's different. But still, it, it doesn't. It doesn't make me feel any better. So if Rodgers gets dealt to anybody other than the Jets, you're in a way. Even if he retires, I'll be in a way. Really? Yeah, because it's still, I mean, we still don't have a quarterback. Yeah, but you can get Derek Carr. Okay. Garoppolo. Well, we could still get Derek Carr. Right, absolutely. But if I mean, given, given how excited everyone is for the, the, the possibility of having this happen and Nathaniel Hackett being hired and everything else, yeah, it would be a letdown if Aaron Rodgers didn't get traded to the Jets. I have a hot take. Well, here it is. Let me write it down. You get, you get the sheet ready. RJ involves ready. you. Ready? Yeah, hold on. February 2nd. February 2nd, 2023. So now all of a sudden you, you have found the the hot take sheet. You found it? Hey, look at your, your hot, sheet, oh. hot sheet take. RJ, how hot it, is this? Like how many? How many uh, it's emojis? not scalding because I don't think the player involved moves the needle all that much. But it, it's, I think it's a pretty good take. Okay, here we go. Go right Matt, that. R- Matt Ryan? Yep. Niners backup. Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Solid. I like how you connected the dots right there. That's right. Makes perfect sense. You know what? Because I don't know that Purdy's going to be healthy. So then the more and more you read, the more and more he might not play next season. You can't trust Trey Lance as the only guy. Garoppolo's out. What? Garoppolo's, Garoppolo's out. Gone. They said yesterday Garoppolo is yep. gone. That's the take. That's the prediction. It's a nice, solid take. You, you so, like that So one. Matt Ryan's not the best option for the Jets, then, is what you're saying. No, how could you possibly think that? I've, just, I've, I've heard it. I'm just you've heard making that, sure. You've heard that. Well, what, why is this like a punchline? You've heard Matt Ryan is the best option for the Jets? Sounds like somebody doesn't know what they're talking about is what it sounds like. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. So Somebody out there is banging the drum for Matt Ryan. The Jets should go out and bring in Matt Ryan? Loudly. Smash, smashing the drum. <laughs> yep. That seems dumb, no? I don't think that person's on the same level as Channon. Channon's on the line, I, I, by the way. I would way. agree with that, by the way. We have Channon on the line? Channon's on, yeah, but here's the thing, right? I hope he verbally berates you. If we bring in Channon, can it be civilized or is he going to go bananas? He can be very civilized. Should I do this or should we go to uh, Purple Belt Mike? You tell me. I don't even know what the Purple Belt is. I think it's, 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 it's a, a low-level belt. What it's a right question. It's the yellow belt. What a question. Yeah, let's go to Channon. Stop. All right. I, I'm telling you, though, I don't want to start screaming. Channon in Perth Amboy. Hi, Channon. How you doing, buddy? How's it going, Dave? Little Giants, Rosenberg. How you feeling? I'm hearing in the streets my name has been run up and down today. No, I wouldn't say that's true. It's very true, Channon. Uh, I, I wouldn't say run up and down. Uh, we went. We went back to. We've never heard the name. I've never heard the name Channon before. Is all I said. And then, and then you questioned my football acumen. No, I did not. No, I did not. Oh, is that... That's no, I what did it not. Sounded like. Well, what, I what mean, you... we can all we can all use the Google to figure out that Derek Carr played for the Fighting Stephen Bakers. Oh no! Is that what you he so, just so, challenged you? What do you want to do, Channon? You want you want to drop the gloves right here, <laughs> but, right now? But, but my my question is: yeah. Is it that you have an eidetic memory, or do you actually know football? Well, I think both. Wow! I think that. I think all right. Lies. Well, here here you go. Here, here's a quick challenge for you. Name the five cowboy wide receivers that wore eighty eight and the colleges they went to. I don't know that I want to-
want to play your game. Oh, that's a terrific question. Terrific. I, I don't know that I want to play your game. It's not. It's not Wednesday. Sounds like a fun game. Oh, of I course. like so you, this game. All right, uh, Desmond Bryant. Uh, where do you go to Oklahoma State? Okay, there's one. Um, but you know the one that's playing for the team now. Yeah, uh, C.D. Lamb uh, went to Oklahoma. Uh, come on, Drew Pearson. Would, uncle Drew would be. Oh, is he? He's an uncle. Um, who else? We're eighty-eight for the cow. Oh, uh, the man that sweats like no one else, Michael Irvin, and don't think you mentioned where Drew and uh, Irv went to school. He sure, he sure did. Wow, so, he this sure is. Didn't. This is you some of the best the, radio the, I've ever the, seen. The, the, the nastiness. They've teamed up against you. They both hate you. That's fine. Airboy Sixes. Uh, Drew Pearson. I think he's a Jersey guy. I think he's a Jersey guy. Did he go to Tulsa? Yeah, yes, he went to Tulsa. Yes, he went to exactly that. And uh, come on, Michael I, Irvin. Michael I'll give Irvin. you. I'll give you. Irvin went to the Hurricanes. Of so we, we're at four. We got one last, baby. One last. What you got? One more cowboy. This is shaping up to be a, a real embarrassing segment for you. How so? Because he gave you a challenge, and now you're you're teetering. This would have been fantastic for Stump Rothenberg yesterday. He's teetering. Well, because I can't think of the fourth eight or the fifth. He's been he's been stunned. He's not nearly as prominent as the other ones. I have to teach the use of purse Amboy in about five minutes, Dave. So I don't have a lot of time. I'm thinking. You know what? I'm not going to be rushed. <laughs> don't be disrespectful to a teacher now. Alvin Harper was not 88. Oh. No, he was not. Or, but um, I'll give you, he went to Tennessee. Thank wow. you for that. He's um, not, he's not going to get this one, Shan. He, he, he's not going to get it. What number, did, what number did Tony Hill wear? He was also an 80. Um, What number did Terry Glenn wear? 83. 83. You want a hit? I'll give you no, a hit. No, no. I, I want to. I want to try to think it through. Um. Because I'm sh- I'm sure it's got to be some kind of a big guy. At some point, I'm gonna have to wave. I'm gonna have he, to. Yeah, he, you're gonna, gonna, gonna need a hit. Yeah, I, I do no, not. I, I don't want a hit. One. You're not gonna get this one. Save him. Save Save him, Rick. I mean, someone's gonna have to throw in the towel here at some point. It was at the turn of the century, right, Chan? Just, just tell him. Yep. You want you want the college? You want part of the name? Antonio Bryant. There you go. Up from Pittsburgh. We got we got to step your watch. But by the by the by the way, by the way, I didn't Google anything. <laughs> All right. By the way, that's an embarrassing question. The fact that you're including Antonio Bryant with those other guys is embarrassing for you. I didn't, say, I didn't say great eighty-eight greats. I said the eighty-eight. Stop it. That's all I said. Stop it. Thank you, Channing, for this today. I needed it. I mean, Thank it's you. a terrible call. Thank you so much. Uh, goodbye, Channing. It's a fantastic nope. call. It's a fantastic no problem. Have a, have, a, have a great one, little giant. Oh. Uh, all right, Chafin. God. We appreciate the time there. Talk about being humbled. How was I humbled? How's that humble pie taste? Is it delicious? You're, you're an idiot. <laughs> Honestly, you, you, you might be an idiot. 
I got RJ in my ear trying to call it. I gave you as much time as I could. I, you know what? I, because I had to think it through. I'm RJ sorry. I don't consider. I'm sorry. I don't consider Antonio Bryant to be an all-time Cowboys '88. But he didn't say an all-time Cowboys '88. He said the so Cowboys. Just any guys that have worn '88. He How said, about Mike Shepard? He said the Cowboys receivers. It's just stupid. It's, it's a ridiculous. You know what? If he would have asked for four, it would have been appropriate. The fact that I have to think of Antonio Bryant at seven o'clock in the morning Antonio shows Bryant. you that this man's football acumen. Way down. Antonio Bryant was a Boletnikoff winner. Don't it's disparage him. but thank you. Not Boletnikoff. That Steve Boletnikoff delivers the mail. Fred Boletnikoff is <laughs> an all-time great receiver. Did you guys get? The, did you guys see the hand gesture? All the way down. All the way. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Let's get to the Giants a little bit. We've done a lot with the Jets and a lot of Aaron Rodgers. The Giants. We started the show by kind of touching on this a little bit, and that's Saquon Barkley. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to keep him. I think he's a good piece. Look at the amount. You know how much the, the Eagles are spending on running back in this uh, Super Bowl, Rick? For this season? Not a lot. I don't think it's a lot of money, no. I think $4 million for their running back room. Wow. $4 million. I think I think the Chiefs are not much higher than that either. So I stand by it. I like Barkley. I'd like to keep Barkley. I'm not breaking the bank. If you've offered 12 and a half and he is hemming and hawing at that, maybe you come to a uh, a realization that he's not a piece of the Giants' future. Well, here's the thing, though. I think you need to, I, I think you need to understand one thing. Well, a couple things, but the first thing being is that ownership will probably have a say in this decision because of how how important he is to the franchise. He's one of the faces of the franchise. He might be the face of the franchise. I think he and Jones are the faces of the franchise. All right, so let's yes. call it what it is. Right. Um, so, I mean, there's that aspect to it, which also, I mean, which makes the negotiation a little bit more difficult. And then you have to try to figure out and maybe that's go back and look at how Buffalo views it, but how you know how much of an emphasis Joe Shane puts on that position. How important is that that position to Joe Shane and Brian Dable? Right. Well, I mean they did, they didn't put a huge emphasis on it in in Buffalo. Right, and that's where they're from. But I, I don't know. I mean, and and what gets me nervous too is you say you know ownership is ownership going to get involved now? If ownership says you're offering him twelve and a half, he wants fourteen. Give him thirteen and a quarter. Fine. Right. But if you're saying, listen, we'll give him two years at 26 or 25 and a half, and you want me to go five years at 60, you know, I, I don't know that I want to do something like that. Like, ownership can maybe meddle a little bit, but I don't want them overly involved here. No, I don't think I, I don't think it, it's going to be overly involved. I just think if it gets to a point where he wants, you know, he wants 14 and a half, they feel good about 13 and a half, is it somewhere in the middle? For, you know, because again, I mean, a lot of these decisions are especially with players of players at Saquon Barkley's level that have that you know the the face of the franchise kind of they love everything he brings to the table that's not just that everybody not, does 
No, no, I know, but that's that's not strictly just a a you know X's and O's, you know GM kind of just focused on only the money kind of deal. Like there's other things that teams take into account when making when making deals with players like that. And and what what is that? What what like what they are locker room guys? No, they- yeah, locker room guys. Does it send like what kind of message they want to send to the team? Like uh, is it's better to pay guys that. You know, it's better to pay our own guys than go out in free agency and spend the money because we know them. We know their injury history. Sure. And on top of that, we know, you know, it sends the right message that if you do all of these right things, that you'll be rewarded. And I also think there's the, you know, season ticket stuff. It's the all that other stuff is, is a part of it. Well, come on. But Giants fans are going regardless. No, I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you that when you get a player at that level that brings other stuff to the table, that sells the jerseys that Saquon like it has you know people Giants fans have a, a special connection to Saquon Barkley that that I mean that that's involved when you negotiate these deals. Well, I I have a problem with that. I don't think it. Yeah, but here's the thing: you're making it seem like it's it's to the point where because of those things they're going to reset the running back market. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like with, with most just straight up deals. You'll have a number. Here's the number. You don't like it, we're fine with you walking away. But I think sometimes when you get players like this, like I think that if it was up to Brian Cashman, he had a number in, in years for Aaron Judge that made sense to him. This was what he's worth. We have all the analytics, all the numbers. We forecasted what the production would be, how it would relate to us winning a championship. Here's the number in the years we feel good about. And if it was strictly up to Brian Cashman, because people are still going to go to Yankees games. If Aaron Judge left, people are still going to go to Yankees games. Correct. Would have said, here's the number. Take it or leave it. He says, leave it, fine, we'll move on, we'll spend that money somewhere else. But no, because of all the other stuff that Aaron Judge brings to the table, all the money Aaron Judge made the team this year, Judge's, uh, the Judge's whatever it's called, all the 99 jerseys. Chambers? Runner, judge's Chambers. Right. One of the faces of baseball is then he gets involved and says, no, we got to get this done. Right, but here's the thing also, and this is why it's not exactly apples to apples, and I know there's a luxury tax and the threshold and all that, you you can for the most part do whatever it is that you want to do in baseball, right? Because he's going to be on the foots of the bill. But you can also, I mean, there are plenty of teams that you ask yourself like, where's their salary cap? Where's all that? Like you can find ways. You can, of course, you can find ways. But I I would ask you this: Would would you rather have a running back room like the Eagles and a, an elite offensive lineman at, at say guard to add to what what's a, a a getting better offensive line, or would you rather have Saquon Barkley and and the unknown as far as his injury is going to be? moving forward. I don't think it's that cut and dry. I would probably have the offensive lineman, but here's where I have a problem with this whole conversation, is that I can't sit here and tell you that and then on the and out of the other side of my mouth tell you that the Jets season would have been different if they had Brees Hall. Right? Well, I, I think I think that's fair and Brees Hall is, is clearly a difference maker. And so was Saquon Barkley. Clear, oh, clearly. I mean, one of the few running backs that really moved the needle. Well, that's why we're talking about, you know, the discussion of are you going to pay him 12 and a half for 13 or 14 or 15 or, you know, if he wants 16, that's just too much. Like, clearly there's something there. But I, I again, my point is I don't think this is so easy. Like, there are a lot of people who say just pay if he wants 14, 15, whatever. Like, there's a definite injury history. There's the fact that running backs do not age well and you don't know what the future is going to be. And that money probably could be used more judiciously elsewhere. I don't think you're wrong. I do not think you're wrong. And I think a lot of people say I think a lot of people feel the same way that, that you feel. I'm just trying to give you the other side of it. 
right? Because if it was that cut and dry, it would be, okay, we, we tried during the, the bye week. It didn't work. We know what you want. Here's what we're willing to pay you. And if it doesn't work out, we also have the franchise tag if we want to use that. But we'd like to get something done. I think that I, I think that there's more that goes. I, I guess what I'm trying to explain to you is that with players like Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. there are there are other things that also factor into the decision that you have to take into account. And and he's a fan favorite, fan favorite, right. leader in the locker room. He's done everything right. It's guys like that that you know you wanna you wanna try to take care of because it sends the right message to your locker room. Like we can't have you as the shining example, and then all of a sudden it comes time to pay you, and you know we're like no, we're all set. Just doesn't send the right message to the locker room. I get it, but how strong of a locker room is this besides Saquon Barkley? Like, I guess my question is, do you think that the Giants fans listening right now are saying, keep Saquon at you know four years for, I don't know, $58 million, 35 guaranteed, or you know what, that money can be used better elsewhere, and because it's Giants first and foremost, like I'm just wondering, he's Saquon, he's the face of the franchise, or one of the faces, and no matter what it is, you want to keep him, or if there's a real thought of, you know what, we have to think about moving forward without him. I think... I think that Giants fans are at a point that if Saquon left, they would miss him, but they trust Brian Dable and Joe Shane to make the right decision. Right. And and it's Giants first and foremost, right, before it's anything else. Well, it has to be. And plus, I think there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of smart football fans that watch all these games and watch what these teams do with running backs and say to themselves, you know, look at the money being spent on some of these running backs, and it's just, it's not, it hasn't been worth it. So why would we be the team to go to go and do it? Right. When we have needs all over all over the place. All over. I mean, if this team was a piece away, you know what? That's a different conversation. But again, I think it's either it's, it's going to be Saquon and that kind of money, or it's going to be I can add another legitimate piece to a team that needs a lot of pieces. I think Saquon's one of those guys, and, and I think we just kind of willy-nilly throw this around where it's, oh, he can leave a couple million on the table. He'll make it up off the field. I think Saquon Barkley is actually one of those guys, though. That would would really reap the benefits and rewards yes. of being a giant for life. Can I selfishly tell you what I hope happens? Is that they franchise him? Yeah, that they they agree to a deal with with Jones. They franchise Saquon ten million, and I it sucks. I mean, listen, but here's the thing: it's that that's what the business is. That's the nature of the NFL right now. If you and, take a motion, listen. If you take a motion out of it, you're not wrong. It's I mean, you had him for five years. You franchise him twice. That's seven, and then thanks for your service, and we move on. That's right. That 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 to me is the perfect world. But I don't I don't know that they're willing to do that, and I don't think they I don't know that they want to make him unhappy, and I think that probably makes him unhappy. But I think the threat of that though could get you to a a sweet spot where both sides aren't aren't thrilled, but it makes sense for both sides. Like if they if they offer him three for thirty nine, that, that's a good deal. No, it's solid. Yeah, it's so, solid. It's, it's a real good deal. Let's get to some of the calls. They're lining up. 1-800-919-3776. Eric in Queens. Go ahead, Eric. You're on 9870 ESPN. Yeah, Dave. Rick, good morning. Good morning. Listen, um, I, I, I don't want to overpay for him, but I do believe uh, just as with Plexico and, and Eli, when he didn't fight for Plexico, it kind of changed his uh, uh, production. I believe that as Saquon go, Daniel Jones go. So if you lose them, you know, you guys got to think about that also, you know, because they both are joined at the hip. But Eric, you guys think about my, th- my thought would have to be you don't, you don't lose him and have nothing in the running back room. You take, a, you take a step back and then you improve elsewhere on the offense. Yeah, but, but Dave, also taking a step back for some guys, I mean, you look in Dallas. Look at Dallas hit the San Francisco game. 
When Pollard was out, what happened to uh, Dak? How did he perform? Yeah, but we were, know, listen, so, but, but hold on. We weren't talking about I – mean, no one's talking about Tony Pollard. Everyone thinks Tony Pollard's a better running back. It's what happened – what the hell happened to Zeke? He's the one you paid. That's the fear. Yeah, he, yeah, but he's the one you paid. But who was the guy that produced? We're talking about production. We're not talking about money. If, if, no, if we are, no, we are talking about game, money, though. No, no, no. We're, we're, it's exactly what we're talking about is the money. And you would point to Zeke as one of the running backs that got paid as to why you wouldn't pay a running back. I understand, but Zeke has been in there a while. When Zeke got paid, Zeke was the best running back. Listen, when Zeke got paid, he was one of the best running back, maybe the best, most productive running back in the NFL. And because the nature of the position, when you you fall off, you fall off. That's right. There there is no, you're still really good. Did you see, by the way, thanks to call, Eric, what Jerry Jones said? uh, Santiago, I'm sure you saw it. He said Zeke has had no drop-off at all. There's a lot of things that Jerry says that mm. anger me greatly. <laughs> that's not even that's not even the worst. What's what's the worst? Yeah, he, he had another one. Oh, he he had something about uh, the, how how the Rams and the Eagles went all in to get the Super Bowls, and Dallas doesn't want to operate that way because we're perfectly fine. I'm, I'm this is not verbatim, but we're perfectly fine being in the middle or something to that effect. It angered me greatly. That's that's terrible angered me greatly. Jerry Jones says all this stuff about he wants to win and he he'll sign a check to win a Super Bowl, but he lies. He lies. So you think your your guy's a liar. We've been in the middle here for a few years, but I like where we are right now more in the middle. Those those <laughs> who are his the words. hell would want to be in the middle. Those are his words. Who honestly It depends on who's on the outside. Stop oh my. It. Oh my. What? No, really? Who wants to be in the middle? And by the way, put a dollar right in the jar, please. Thank you. Jordan Paramus, Jordan go. Yeah, how you doing? No, you know what? I don't hear a lot of people talking how Saquon honestly needs the contract. Well, deserves the contract more than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones threw for 15 whopping touchdowns. Where I feel as if that's easily to replace rather than Saquon Barkley, who's been a generational running back. And he's not. First of all, first of all, first of all, and we'll let you continue along in a second. He's not a generational running back. He's he's very good. He's not generational. He had the potential to be. He's not. I mean, come on. He's not. I don't think he's. He's not the best running back in football. So if you're not the best running back in football, you're not generational. And to diminish I mean, Daniel way. Jones, uh, hang on. Let me just finish. To diminish his 15 touchdowns with that receiving core, and he ran for touchdowns, and he didn't turn it over, and he had an elite game in the in the postseason. I'm sorry for my money, Jordan. Daniel Jones is a lot more important to the future of this team than Saquon Barkley. I mean, regardless of the fact, those those are NFL <laughs> wide receivers. He shouldn't be getting rewarded for doing something he's supposed to be doing. You say, you know, ah, you don't have interceptions. It's like me patting you on the back, like, oh, good job, good job. You, you showed up to work today. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I understand it, but let's look at it, the whole body of the work of the season. Sinkwell Barkley single-handedly carried the New York Giants. You know, Daniel yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I mean, you can, there's literally statistics out there saying that he's like 80 percent of their offenses. No, I think no. He was in. I mean, he was he was in on 80 something percent of their snaps, which was the most of any running back in football. But I mean, there was definitely a a a period of time where he tailed off because he got injury. hurt. It felt like he got hurt in that game in London against Green Bay. Right, he had a shoulder issue. It felt like after Houston, he took a little dip down. And again, I don't want to diminish. I I think Saquon is terrific. But if you said to me you're building around either Saquon or Daniel Jones, 
And I, I, how are we sitting here diminishing Daniel Jones? I thought Daniel Jones had a, a terrific season. And you know what? And I think this is important. The longer the season went on, the better you saw of Daniel Jones. Well, because I think that's, I mean, that's the nature of what happens. You're seeing that we saw it yesterday with the whole Tom Brady thing. Or when you start talking about Scott Rowland being a Hall of Famer. Right? Yeah, I mean, to make your case for, for one, you diminish the other. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that's the world we live in. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I got to tell you, I, 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 I love Buck. I don't think this is all that. I want to be careful what I say. I, I don't know that, how true this is. I had heard rumblings for months that Jacob DeGrom didn't want to return to the Mets. Yeah, but I want to know what those, why there were those rumblings, though. So l- let me read you a little bit of the article. Um, here we go. So he was asked uh, about DeGrom wanting to return to New York. Did you think he did? And he says, yes, I, I do. He says, I just talked to him the other day. He said, someday I'd like to sit down with you and explain what really happened. I really thought I'd be back there. Um, Buck goes on to say, I'll take him at his word, but I think it's pretty simple. The Rangers made him an offer that was light years ahead of everyone else. Uh, Plus, there's no state income tax, and he was looking for a place to spread out. He's got it now. Jake will be very happy there, and he'll pitch well. He was great to have around. was always good with me. But the thing is, and this is the thing that I'd heard, Jake is from rural Florida. He just wants to be left alone to pitch. We'll miss him, but I can't dwell on it at this point. That's it. Yeah, but there's a couple different things from that. So, I mean, it, it sounds like what Buck's saying is that Jake wants to tell him at some point the story as to why he he didn't come back. But as far as Buck knows or thinks, it was because of the reasons you just said. It's that the Texas made a better offer. Mets weren't going to get there. And on top of that, he's from you know rural Florida and right. wanted to be somewhere where it was just kind of laid back. He could spread out. My understanding is he never liked the New York media, which is strange to me because I don't – I mean, did he get a hard time from the New York media? I thought I he was very so. well very well received by the New York media. Yeah, I think that we – I mean, of, of every uh, of every athlete in New York, like I think we protected him. He's right up there on the top of the list as, as players we protected the most. I almost don't remember anything negative said or discussed about him at all except that he's injury prone, which, I mean, he's injury prone. I think the most negative stuff was probably when he kept going back and forth to the MRI and they weren't finding anything. And it was like, well, what what are we doing now? Is this is there a real injury? Is this he's just finding reasons not like? I, I think that was probably as as negative as it got. But it wasn't negative. Like New no. York media can be awful. Oh yeah, I mean the the fan bases can be tough. But I mean this was like you circled the day on your calendar every time he was going to pitch. And we're just happy, like, dude. I mean, he was like, he was carrying the team, man. Like, he was, he was dominant pitching. He was driving in like the only runs in his starts. He was amazing. He won the Cy Young Award with what was it, like eleven and ten or ten and nine or something? Dude, he was phenomenal. I just don't understand. Like, I that's why I when I read this the first time, I it, it piqued my interest because there had to be the one. Because I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. I'm like, no. I mean, you can hate the media, but the media here was. Was wasn't bad at all was for kid you. Kid gloves with him, right? So I mean, did something happen that we don't know about? Well, the weird thing is that he would talk to Buck, 
and would say, there's a story to tell, but I'm not going to tell you now. Like, I find that a little, like, you're on the phone with someone. We, we need to tell them what's going on. Yeah, unless it, I, 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 you'd think, but unless it's it's bad enough that you want to wait, I guess. I don't know. But then why say anything? It's mysterious. It certainly is mysterious. But but why why say anything? Just just you know, at the at the point that you're ready when you retire, whenever that point is, then you you tell Buck what happened. You don't you don't give him like a three year tease or when I see in person, I'll tell you. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like, hey, listen, uh, Buck, I I appreciate you, and you know, if if whatever the story is didn't happen, then. You know, I would have loved to play for you, but you know, maybe someday I'll tell you why. I don't know. And what you know, what I really, I really don't like to is this thing of how he said. And I believe this is what Jake said that they're they really they're really looking to win in Texas. Well, that's not true. I mean, they they spend the money like they're trying to win, but they don't. Well, first of all, they're Texas, and second of all, who do you think has a better chance to win, the Mets, the Mets. or the Rangers? The Mets. Is that even a discussion? No. So what are we doing? I think he was trying to justify a decision he made that was based solely probably, I mean, based more on the contract and I guess just not liking the New York media. If you got, but, but what's, again, A, what's not to like, B, if you got a deal of five for 185 and the Mets offered you either nothing in that stratosphere or lesser years or whatever, I don't think anybody blames him. I don't think anybody no, I blames know. him for that at all. No, no, no one blames him, but I think every athlete wants people to believe that they just they do this for winning and the opportunity to win, right? Like, I mean, how many guys? I guess. Of, like, there'll be some guys that be like, "Listen, I did it for the money," but there's like a lot of guys want you to believe they did it, just like a lot of teams want you to believe they make decisions because they're trying to win championships. But stop, I mean, stop with this whole charade that you think you have a better chance to win in Texas than you do with the Mets. You have, you have, listen, and they spend money there. I don't know how well they spend it down in Texas, but it's 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 ridiculous, is what it is. It's yeah, it's not when you're comparing what Texas is doing to what Steve Cohen and the Mets are trying to do. Yeah, it's the, it's not the comparable. Mets, the Mets give you the best chance. Uh, Alan Zach, that's one person. Alan Zach from Middletown, New Jersey, wins a Bartesian cocktail maker. See, that makes me happy to know that this man won a a cocktail maker. I love it. Can I say something though? Yeah, and I don't want this to be offensive in any way. It's going to be no, but just this get is, the dump is, button ready, please. No, no, this is more for RJ. This is more for RJ because he's trying to. I mean, we're going with Anthony or whatever name we're going to go with Santillo. This this is one of the things you need to take into account. Last name Zach. You can't. I mean, Allen. It, it sounds like two people. Like that didn't cross your mind when you're naming the like, Allen Zach. It sounds like two people. You don't like the double first name. No, I don't mind the double first name, but when you say it's. The end of Allen sounds like and. This isn't going to be an issue for RJ, though. No, but it doesn't sound like Allen. It sounds like he's saying two names. You're right, because I had the same thought when he said it. I thought it was two people. You thought it was Al and Zach. That's yes. why I said one person, Allen, Zach. Right. Allen, first name, Zach, last name, Allen, Zach. But RJ's not going to have this problem. Well, his last name's Santillo, so right. he's not going exactly. to have this issue at all. So what no. are we talking about? He's got a real last name. There's no, a player correct. on Pitt. I, did you watch Pitt, North Carolina last night? Who are you asking? Anybody. No. Did anybody on this show watch Pitt in North Carolina last night? I know RJ might have dabbled a little bit. There's a player on Pitt. You're going to love this one. I was thinking of you. Federico Federico. That's lazy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's lazy. I'm telling you. It's lazy. Where is he from? Uh, I don't know. A, a place where it's it's okay to name the last name the same as the first, I guess. Well, I mean... <sighs> We have the one caller that calls in that just his mother got talked to the name of him Stalin. 
That's bad. By the way, my wife, of course, defends you. Actually, maybe defends me here. Doesn't make me look great, though. She just texted me. You dragged me to the store at seven and eight months pregnant in July in North Carolina no less than nine times before you bought your first iPhone. Tell Rick not to feel badly about the headphones. Once you actually do use them, you'll probably love them forever. Telling you, I'm very slow to make change. Very slow. <laughs> it's an it's indictment. Been a full year. That's, that's not defending you. That's an indictment. It's a full year. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you have no problem changing your body. You're going to 1,300 calories. Like, God forbid you just plug in the headphones. Maybe I'll use them tomorrow. Oh, maybe you should. Maybe you'll maybe, love it. Maybe, maybe I will. But the point is, is that I, her point is that I'm very slow to make change. You're not slower than Santiago changing out of that stinky droid he uses. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's never going to happen. So. Uh, by the way, uh, RJ gives us some update. Federico Federico hails from? Puerto Rico. Nope. <laughs> Finland. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.